0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to 3D Hangouts. My name is Noah Ruiz. I'm a designer here at Adafruit. Join me every week this is my brother, Pedro. Good morning, everybody. I'm Pedro. Creative Tech here at Adafruit. And every week we're here to share 3D printed projects featuring electronics from Adafruit. That's right. This is a show where we combine 3D printing and DIY electronics to make inspirational projects. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode and 415. <laughs> oh, wow. 415. Big jump there. Yeah, it was a big jump. It is uh, Wednesday, September 27th, 2023. And welcome, everybody, hanging out in the Discord chat room. We're hanging out there. If you'd like to join us during the chats, we're on all the different channels, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitch, and Periscope. So say hello, but we are highlighting the Discord chat. And we're in the live broadcast chat channel. The Discord link is discord.gg slash Adafruit. Hello, everybody. Good morning, everybody. Hanging out all over. I'm trying to type into Twitch, but it's telling me new. Twitch. You can use the Discord chat if you want. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to get some shout outs to everybody hanging out live in the chat room. We're going to say hello to Rosin squid are hanging out feel free to uh add any comments gifts memes all that fun stuff and more we have a fun show lined up for you folks and we're gonna start off with uh, the housekeeping which is adafruit.com slash free all the freebies these get automatically added to your cart go to adafruit.com slash free for all the details I'll go through them now this week. For orders that are $99 or more, you get a free PCB coaster with the Adafruit logo in a lovely gold finish. For orders that are $149 or more, you get a PCB coaster plus an Adafruit KB2040. That's a lovely dev board with all sorts of features packed into it. For orders that are $199 or more, you get the KB2040 the PCB coaster, and free UPS ground shipping for continental US only. And if your order is $2.99 or more, you'll get the free ground shipping, the KB2040, the PCB coaster, and the all-new Adafruit Metro M7. What? we to with DigiKey. Adafruit.com slash free. For all the details, no need for coupons. They automatically get added to your cart. But you could always use our coupon this week, rather today. It's synth guitar. Get you ten percent off all items that are physical in the Adafruit shop. Check this out. User code and get ten percent off your order. Excuse me. My oh, coffee cool. has, uh, <laughs> made <me> gassy. Make <laughs> sure everything's posted up on the Facebook as well, or also on Periscope. Good morning, Charles Benaford over on the YouTube chats. Hello. Make sure everything is loaded up. All right, cool. I'm loaded and ready. All um, right. The synth guitar, we've been talking about it uh, for the past couple of weeks now. It is a big build, it is big so- in size and big in features. This is a super fun musical project. Huge shout out to Liz Clark for writing the code for it and helping me develop all the feature sets it's a fully capable synthesizer uh, in CircuitPython. python the synthio io module is getting lots of fanfare which is great so thank you everybody uh, for checking out and using the synthio um module in circuit python big shout out to jeff epler john park people from the community as well we got todd bot who's been making lots of fun projects demo code and Liz Clark, she's been coming up with some really cool projects. And the synth guitar was sort of a remake of a previous MIDI controller. Oh, we got it back there. there. We got it back there. I used to have it up here. It basically uses um, a strum bar, like the Guitar Hero game controllers. It uses that to uh, let strum like a guitar player. And it's using the latest um, stuff from Adafruit, so mm. the Neo Key switches they are uh, cherry mx compatible key switches uh or pcbs that have backlit rgb leds so we're using those to uh, play the different notes and then we have the prop maker feather back in mm-hmm. by the way it has a really nice uh, audio amplifier that gives you really good digital audio out so we uh we're using that um b- 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 the rotary encoders are stemma qt so they're all daisy chained together and it makes it really easy to integrate rotary encoders in your project. Uh, so we have those I have a couple of switches uh, for changing up different modes and yeah it's a pretty pretty big build lots of parts in it um, but we think it's a really good example of like how how robust you can make your your synthesizers I don't know if robust is the right word I need I need a better words um how far out, out there you can make your your synthesizers they don't have any, your traditional like, keyboard we've been seeing a lot of keyboard we like keyboards mm-hmm. but something in the in the form factor of a guitar really takes it the idea of a synthesizer like out there Maybe like, like Sam right there code. pitch going one too <laughs> So the learn guide's been in, in the works um last week we were mm-hmm. we had it under review and then it went live later that day so, we're going to quickly browse through a bit through the learn guide and pull some things out of it and uh, check it out. So all the parts are back in stock just about. You got um, the prop maker feathers. This is the main hero. Lovely dev board for not just props, but now musical instruments. Very cool. Lots of Your choices of key switches, the KL box are, are the ones that we have in stock. Um, they're really nice. They let the RGB LEDs shine through on those Neo keys. We have a speaker. So a big part of this project is we want it to be fully contained, no MIDI controller, no attachment to a musical computer. It's all built in. So that that, that was really important for us. Uh, we're using a NeoPixel stick uh, to just kind of give you some visual flair. So the NeoPixel color will change depending on the note that you're playing, which is kind of fun. And then uh, we wanted to be able to use this with actual guitar pedals. And you know, amplifiers. So, we have the trs TRR- audio jack, it doesn't have to do audio, but we're using it to do audio. Um, so you can do that to do line out, which allows you to record it or run it through um, a, a guitar effects pedal. So, that's why we got that, and then all the various other things, the toggle switches rotary encoders, the Neo, the 1x4 NeoKey QT PCBs to power the whole thing. We're using uh, alkaline AA batteries, so uh, we wanted to be able to quickly change out those batteries instead of having to like recharge. Um, so uh, that's what we got going on for the power. Lots of different cables. <laughs> Again, you're going to want all these QT cables because it just that's how you daisy chain everything. And then uh, a handful of screws, mostly M3 and M2 and m 25 So, But that's the list there for you. Lots of screws. (laughs) Over to the circuit diagram, you can get an idea of how everything is daisy-chained together. We are sharing grounds on a couple of the toggle switches, but mostly everything is using QT cables. So it's really nice. Um, There are plenty of places to grab a ground, what I like about all this. Yeah, so... Yeah, I was able to use the mm-hmm. ground pins from the various uh, rotary encoder boards. So yeah, feel free to share grounds however you like. But this is how we have it set up. Onto the CAD files, all the STLs are oriented to print as is. We 3D printed them on our FDM printer. I'm using a Creality Ender 3, which has like a bed volume of 230 squared. Um, I have a little thing here, your max build size is, to, is around 230 by 184 by 21. Um, I was going to try to send off the STL to be printed in resin. They ended up being a little pricey, and I could get them under $100, but I don't get the color options like I do with FDM. Or the sparkly finishes that we get with like a lot of these filaments, so I decided to uh, to just keep them printed on our printer. Um, but folks are free to print them on their resin printers or you know send them to another service. Um, but we, we really like how um, you know you can print this out on your on your printer if you have one. Yeah, do some of those services? They probably do offer like the dual extrusion, like multicolor. I don't know. Um, I haven't seen that in like PCB way or JLCPCB. Um, but we did really dual extrude. We have some overlays yeah. that you can print. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And this overlay is just uh, one layer thick and it's on there with just some double stick tape. And It does an amazing job of
1: keeping stick. it on there. Yeah.
0: Yep. I use the same double stick. Um, I really like the powder coated bed um, to get that nice texture. On the parts, here's what the back looks like. I opted to like add a little lightning bolt, to let you know it's a lot like a kid's toy when it comes to the battery uh, cover. I wanted to have screws there so that you know you can't just snap fit it off, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you're going to give this to a kid, you don't want them to easily get to the battery, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're using the alkaline batteries, I'm using rechargeable ones, those work well. Um, you can see all the different screws, um, but yeah. I ended up going with this nice mint color. And then you got that nice, shiny, purple, iridescent. Like, it changes from purple to like a blue, which is really cool. That's why we really like filament. <laughs> so you get some really cool filament these days. It's purple, there's purple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I might as well show a little bit off of it. So here's the prop maker. You got a USB-C port for programming, but not recharging the battery because it's alkaline batteries. So we had to turn off. Um, the lipocharging thing by just cutting a circuit or a trace. Here's the audio output. So if you switch between um, the built-in speaker and then the TRS jack, you can get some really clean audio out. So you can use that in, uh, in a like a guitar effects. Or if you have like, you know, GarageBand or Logic or Ableton, you can run this through an, uh, an audio input and then create some, you know, pretty cool effects. So like reverbs and choruses and all the different things you want. And more more, more importantly, you can record. <laughs> so you can record it like a real guitar. Just pretty cool. And then, of course, the speaker in the head stock. And that's uh, still pretty small. It's about the size of a ukulele, um, which is kind of cool. Or yeah. like a violin. Or like a violin, yeah. We're using this really nice latching on off button that's metal. And new keys. I think I have my audio switch or my strum switch. All right. Are we both going to play together? (laughs) We were talking about the Learn Guide, but now we're playing guitar. All right, we'll do a demo after the Learn Guide. I think you were playing Rugrats earlier. I was playing Rugrats theme, yes. Uh, back to the CAD assembly, um, it's all designed in Fusion 360, but we have a step file. So if folks want to modify the design uh, to be like CNC milled, or maybe you want to like create a template to cut it out of wood, that would be pretty cool. Um, and then also all of the, um, all the parts, the electronics rather, are, are available too. So you can use those in a different synth if you want, that'd be cool. Um, the prop maker, the Neo keys, and the rotary encoders, all of the electronics are 3D models. So that's a really, really nice um, reference models for folks. You'll want to use the latest version of CircuitPython. You can grab that and install it easily by going into the boot bootloader mode and dragging and dropping the UF2 file to flash the firmware. On to the code. Liz did a great job um, commenting the code so folks can get a good idea of what they can change, namely the NeoPixels, the brightness, the um, do, 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 uh, the sample rates. You can change that. You can change the volume. You can change the, uh, the waveform. Um, uh, so there's different types of waveforms. Um, there's a square, a triangle. And you can mix these, of course, together as well. Um, oh boy, what's the sawtooth? I actually changed mine from a square to a sawtooth just because I wanted to hear what that sounded like. You have the ability to change up the amp, uh, the envelope of the amplifier, so you can make the release longer or shorter. You can change it the sustain level, the attack time, all that is adjustable, just like a real synthesizer. Um, the LFO um, is uh, using a, a sine waveform to kind of give you that wop 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 feeling. You can change the rate of it here. Here in the notes, you can change uh, the actual notes that are being played, the octave range. <laughs> it's a full-blown synthesizer. All of these um, little knobs that you can tweak in the software are documented in the SynthIO fundamentals guide, which I have linked in the beginning of the, in the overview page. So folks, definitely check that out to get a better breakdown of all of the intricacies of uh, kind of sculpting the sound that you want. There's a lot there. Yeah, Is there's a lot. We had a review a little bit from John's guide. Yeah, it's a big read, oh but God. it's a really good. If you've never um, done any synthesis before, it's a crash course in, in mm-hmm. synthesizers. Um, lots of different things. You can mix all of these together as well to create a unique waveform. That's really cool. Um, yeah, so hopefully folks uh, can get a kick out of that. Um, then in the logic, you know, it's it's basically got two different modes using the strum mode and then free key play mode, um, and then the rotary encoders. Uh, there's three different ones, so you can adjust the tremolo, turn it on, turn it off. You can adjust the octaves, and then you can press the encoders to do different modes as well. So you have all these different levels of of, uh, of tweaking the sound, and you're totally free to customize it all. Um, yeah, like instead of uh, having like the volume control, maybe you could adjust the waveform, so you can change between different kind of patches of sound. That'd be kind of cool. Um, but it's all written there, and then Liz has a nice code breakdown of how the Neo keys are are are, uh, are mapped, the different colors, um, and then SynthIO, all the little parameters here, the mixer object, the loop. And then each individual encoder here, so these these are these blocks here will just tell you um, you know the encoders are controlling the LFO rate. You can change that. Um, the keypad library um, for the various keys. And then the filter, the big deal with filter, um, you can do a low pass and a high pass filter by tilting the guitar up and down, which is oh, really yeah. cool. So it's got the accelerometer driven um, audio effects. And then to do, do, do the key mode, just if it's if the strum mode is turned off, you can, um, you can, uh, you can have for, for kind of like a easier free play for like solos and stuff. So say, that's the code mode, <laughs> yeah. Key mode, kid mode, kid mode, yeah. Well, I really like the guitar, uh, the strum mode, mm-hmm. uh, so well, I gotta stand up to kind of show it off a little bit. So, by default. It's got the tremolo turned on. We can turn that off and on by pressing the button here in the middle encoder. Um, When I press it again, it turns it on. And you can twist the knob to turn the rate. Slow it down, speed it up. You can get pretty fast and pretty slow too. And then while you're holding the notes down, you can affect the, the note, the pitch. You can turn the volume up and down. And then you can uh, switch to the strum mode here by with uh, changing this. So now when I press these, you have to Actually, switch it so you have like a real guitar, you have to hold down your note. The NeoPixel is changing the color depending on the note. So, here's red, and then you can press the uh, pitch button here uh, to change uh, the type of notes that you're playing. So, before I was playing. a triad. Now it's a diatonic. Yeah. So lots of different layers of features in there. Um, pretty cool. I'll keep continuing with the guide, and then we'll do another demo at the end. It's like a demo every uh, page. <laughs> yeah. Right. I got a demo every page. So that's the code. Check it out. Um, next page walks you through just wiring. Um, since we're since everything is kind of I squared C. You want to have individual i squared c addresses. So on the back of the Stemma QT boards, you'll notice that there are little address jumpers. And you'll want to um, jump those with a blob of solder. So we have these little annotated um, address jumpers so you know exactly which one. So we're daisy chaining the two uh, 1x4 neo together with the short Stemma QT cable and then a long Stemma Q-t, Q-t, QT cable. The NeoPixel stick has these pads on the on the back of the PCB. Um, basically, just solder that up, and then the, it gets attached uh, to the screw block terminals on the Prop maker Feather. Same thing with the rotary encoders. You'll want to um, jump certain um, addresses uh, so that they're all daisy chained and connected nicely together. The on-off button, I'm using uh, a variation of the the, th- the two-pin JST uh, cables. Um, for the LED to turn on and off, and then also the on-off switch. So you have a nice pack of, um, you know, cables. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, one trick there is I had one end being the uh, socket and plug, and then the other end being the reverse. So there's no, you can't plug them in at like powered into going into the... That's the, a good point, yep. so yeah. Yeah, for, for mine, I did the Pico blade for the LED, and then mm. the JSTPH... Uh, oh, for the uh, on-off, that way it's very specific. But you could also, nice. yeah. yeah, if you have like a bunch of JST cables on hand, you might as well use those, and that's a good tip. Um, you'll want to share ground. I I really like these buttons. These they're they're really rugged. They're made out of metal, really nicely diffused. They already have a, a resistor soldered in into them, um, and then they have labels, so it's really nice. So the ground uh, pin, you can share that with the LEDs mm-hmm. uh, negative pin, and that's basically what we're doing. We're setting that up. Um, and then you'll want to use the normally closed pin. Um, a lot of the other latching on off buttons are normally open, which feels backwards when you use it. Yeah. Uh, I, I know originally I was using one and it was like, you had to press it in the, to turn it off, but press the it route out was the same way. The flip switch one. Oh yeah. Right. It's same way. It's like, wait a minute, but don't you need to cover it before it turns on? Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah, so these are great because it gives you that extra pin, so you can be normally closed instead of normally open, like the others seem to be. Uh, for the feather, we're gonna we're gonna attach a couple of JST connectors to it, like um, the LED for the on-off button and the enable ground pin um, for the for the latching on-off switch. That's mainly what you get soldered to it. Um, I always recommend testing that out, so you can test out your your button with the feather that's what I'm doing here um, for the battery um, it came with a 2.1 barrel jack so we just want to remove that and add in the uh the two pin JST cable so that is you can this, plug it into the feather is this the latest one that you received like this is a brand new one that you just ordered that came in yeah battery holder? okay because mm-hmm. the older ones it was just there was nothing attached to it oh really yeah I think we those are Mm. Yeah, they come with the barrel jack. The the ones I got. I wish they came with the JSD plug. No, mine was bare. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I chose this one because it, it's. I feel like it's a good double um, A battery holder that doesn't have a cover because you you're kind yeah, of closing it already. You don't really mm-hmm. need a cover. A lot of them we do have a cover and they come with a switch, but it's just it does it feels like convoluted. So I felt with this one is a nice open face one. Nice and slim, too. You have only the connections you need on the shell that holds in the battery. Yeah, it seems to be like the thinnest profile you can get for uh, three three AA's. Yeah, even the mounting holes, too, if you need those, but just using the double stick here for that. Yeah, I'm using double stick. Um, Or the glue dots, as we call them. Mm. So we're testing that out, and then we're going to wire up the various toggle switches um, for the... uh, Strum mode. It's norm. It's using a single pole, single throw switch, and then for switching between the speaker and the TRRS jack, we're using a double po- double pole, double throw switch. That's basically the same toggle switch, but it's just like having two switches in one. So we got those soldered up. I got wire lengths for everything as well. Those become really important oh, with yeah. a project like this. So definitely uh, keep track of the wire lengths. Um, for this one in particular, it's got like eight inches long, but each, each one is going to have its own like wire length, so that's very important uh, for this particular project. Then soldering those uh, wires from the switch to the TRRS breakout. I really like this dra- breakout. Um, if I do any other audio projects, I'll be using that. And then the switches, um, there are two micro switches with the, with the, with the levers. Um, that way you can actuate them. And they have um, labels on them as well, just like the on off switch. Um, so you have your common and then your signal. We're um, daisy chaining um, the ground so that they're, you know, nice and sharing ground. And you have two longer wires for the signal. Um, we actually have the quick connects for these. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I didn't realize I had them until after I already soldered everything together. Yeah. Uh, okay. I guess you could use them. Um, yeah. I was gonna go grab them real quick, but yeah, you get the I worry if the uh, the mount will if they get in the way of the mount. I'm not I sure. Maybe know. they don't. Um, yeah, but just right. be aware of that. Give it a try, mm-hmm. but if not, um, easy to disconnect it, right? These are exactly. going to be permanently in place. I don't really see mm-hmm. needing it. I was just and for then, simple, just to right. one less, you know, three yeah. four of solder out of. Um, and then I think at the end of it, you one of the wires gets in the screw block terminal. So it is kind of modular in that way. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <clears throat> but that's the main things that get wired up. It's one of those projects where you want to panel mount some things and then solder other things. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the assembly page, we're going to set up the, um, the head and the neck with some screws and nuts. The speaker itself has really nice mounting tabs so you can mount them directly uh, to the speaker cover of the headstock with some longer screws and 10 millimeter long screws that snap fits. So that's really nice. Um, the, do, do, do the Neo key PCBs, they have like four mounting holes. Uh, so I have some built-in standoffs in the neck. You just want to make sure that the cable routes through in between those built-in standoffs and have it all coming out through the, um, through the opening at the end of the neck. So we get those secured in there with some M25 screws. Um, yep. Yeah. Um, I didn't need to tap the, the, the standoffs, but you could do that if you'd like. I was able to tap it with the screw because the tolerance has just worked out there. Um, but yep, yeah, that's how that is. Um, if you haven't used the Neo keys before, you'll be happy to know they're sockets. So you can switch out the, yeah. the mechanical key switch very easily. Um, the overlays uh, you'll want to get that set up on the top, um, the top half of the guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can stick that on there or add some glue. Um, the little triangle is meant to be like the audio; it's like a play button. And then that little kind of notched circle is supposed to be like a strumming pick, like a guitar pick. So I figured that'd be a good way to differentiate. Yeah. Uh, the two switches mm-hmm. uh, the neck is secured to the top half of the body with some long screws and some uh, some hex nuts so there's some some tabs there so you just want to join those up together and maybe use some needle nose pliers to kind of hold the nut while you're fastening it in uh, but those get secured yeah if you're super careful with the um, uh, drill if you drill fast enough the 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 nut stays in and like tightens itself, So that's not having to holding it, but you just got to be so careful. Like the speed It can definitely over tighten. Yeah. Okay. Let's see the battery cover. We're just going to stick that on with uh, that square adhesive. These are really strong square adhesives yeah. and they're kind of gummy and uh, thick. Like so I kind of like that. So malleable uh, too, a little bit. Yeah, they're malleable too. Um, that's a good point. So you can pick those up if you have some or hot glue, whatever you you know you find handy. Um, and then at this point, you want to panel mount, or rather solder in the uh, speaker into the double throw, double pole switch, um, because you're switching between the speaker and the TRS jack. So we'll want to get that mounted after that's been soldered. Comes with the hex nut and a washer, which uh, allows you to tighten it down really nice. And it it just kind of gives you a good friction um, mountage to the, to the surface there. And then the rotary encoders, you want to make sure that they're in the right order. You could change it up, but uh, we recommend doing it in this order, just kind of be consistent. So I'll you want also to for the Stemma ports too, so they're not like running into the walls too. So, yeah, There's that's the orientation great. to have it. Right. You want to use those uh, short Stemma QT cables. Um, the Stemma QT from the Neo keys gets uh, attached here to this rotary encoder. And then the last rotor encoder in the daisy chain gets a really long one so that that can connect to the feather. Uh, At this point, we mount them. And now we're going to work on the single uh, toggle switch, which controls the strumming mode. So you want to panel mount that. And then here's where I'm using uh, one of the ground pins, whichever ground pin you like. I'm using the middle one on the rotary encoder breakout. Uh, But that's nice that you can just solder into the ground there. Next up, we're going to mount the uh, the NeoPixel stick to the NeoPixel mount. Um, NeoPixel stick uses M2 s- screws because it's got kind of a small mounting hole, and then that gets attached to the bottom half. Then we have proper mounts, uh, it, not proper um, individual separate mounts for each of the buttons. They're kind of oriented in this, you know, alternating order. So you want to have those set up. They're they're fairly long. Uh, they're 16 millimeter long screws, um, and then hex nuts to secure those. So you want to do that to both of them. You end up something with something like this. You want to keep those orientations like that, where they're kind of facing the opposite ends. And then for the strum hinge, we have some more hardware. Just, I just found that this having it in separate pieces worked the best instead of having it all in one piece, because uh, then you might need some supports. Um, but uh, I like having it in this, you know, separate order. It, it becomes like if you were to print it in one piece, you run into a lot of friction. Oh, yeah. and you're, so that's why they're printed flat uh, like that so that the the little pegs from the strum bar are nice and kind of free-floating. Um, so print orientation matters here. Um, so that's why I have them all like, set up that way. But yeah, you're setting them up. Um, you want to glue in those pegs. I just found that to kind of be the easiest oh, way to do it. I did not glue them in; they just oh, really? stay in there. Yeah, are they stay in there. Okay. Yeah, mine came, came out a little, a little loose. Um, you don't want them to pop out. So, um, if you're if your taunches are nice and tight, that's good. If not, mine were loose. Hmm. I ended up gluing them in place, or you could super glue it. Um, and then assembling the strum plate uh, to the back cover, you'll want to install the screws. Lay it on top. And then kind of start piecing it together kind of like a, like a pizza and then you want to put the, uh, the the mounts for the micro switches in and then before securing it you're able to flex the plate a little bit to allow the pegs of the strum bar to fit through those those hinges oh, oh you can you can screw in one side of them and then shift them like in, uh, I don't know it's like rotating I guess yeah. like angle them out of the way stick it in and then sh- uh, shift it back in. that's all right a little bit easier than trying to pick up the whole thing and flexing it. Oh well I mean it's in it's in place yeah like mine's in place. Um whichever way you know it's yeah right whichever way like you're 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 able to kind of squeeze it in there you know Mm -hmm. uh so that's kind of what I did and then after that then I add the um the hex nuts to secure it down so everything gets kind of sandwiched together. You have the plate and then the uh the mounts from the uh from the the micro switches all get kind of sandwiched together with that bolt and screw yeah all right to set up the feather you want to make sure to cut the trace on that lipo charging bit so you want to cut that with uh, a hobby knife but not too deep no i recommend the the flush cutters because that's oh the flush cutters yeah just okay the tips right on there and then just close it it immediately oh that's a good idea you don't have to sit there and sort of like whittle away at it right yeah i should have that yeah yeah it's a lot easier it's just one chunk just grabs it and cuts it right off yeah that's a good idea all right okay whichever method you prefer you want to cut the trace uh the feather has its own mount um just because i felt like it could be a modular thing oh yeah because so. if it breaks that that's a huge piece to reprint mm-hmm. yeah especially with standoffs yeah. that are like m25 sized I recommend creating a separate mount. And there's just so much space in the guitar body that it just made sense. Um, But yeah, just two screws, because the screw block terminal kind of covers those back mounting holes slightly. So you'll want to secure it down to that feather mount. Next up, uh, because of the super long length of the on off switch, I have this 3D printed washer and I added that just to kind of elevate it so it's not like mm. like super close to the bottom half of the guitar. So that's oh, kind that's of a neat good. method of like yeah. raising the thing up. You I if you have two hex kidding. nuts, that's good, but I realize that people that it doesn't ship with two hex nuts. Um, yeah. so that's why I like 3D printed the yeah. thing. And it kind of gives it a little bit of flair, you can see here in the photo. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool. It kind of oh, it raises it up. Just so it's not smashing into the bottom half of the guitar. This is a Sixteen millimeter long one. Yeah. Yep. Sixty millimeter diameter. Yeah. yeah. Mine closed all the way. It, yeah. it must be getting smashed into the to the wall though. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I didn't yeah. When it. I looked at it in CAD, it looked like it would not fit. Oh, so oh. I ended up doing that. But uh, yeah, maybe it maybe it fits. Um, I didn't for me so. Uh, maybe you could uh, bend the pins a little bit. Mm. Maybe. maybe that's what happened. It got yeah, bent, it's bent on its own. On its own. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, be careful. <laughs> so at this point, we got a lot of things um, attached and mounted, connected. Uh, it's a bit of a checkpoint just to make sure that all your cables are nice and kind of adaptable, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like you want to make sure that you're... Um, right there's room room. there's nothing like all yeah it's just a lot of components so yeah right here's where i started taking the electrical tape and like bundling uh wires together yeah yeah that's a good idea definitely yeah because it it gets pretty hairy um down the line you're gonna need it for closing it oh yeah yeah we're gonna get there (laughs) At this point, we want to attach, we want to secure the feather mount to the bottom half of the guitar with some screws and nuts. So we got that going on. And then um, just make sure that your, your wires are still good. At this point, we can panel mount, or not panel mount, but like secure the audio jack uh, to its little spot. It's got built-in standoffs too. Um, I just felt like it was an easy way to kind of add it um, mm-hmm. to the thing. Like um, they're ramp. pretty yeah they're pretty big standoffs it's like a it's more of like a ledge so they're mm-hmm. they're really integrated into like the the body of the guitar so i don't feel like they're going to break off no yeah it's, like it's not like a separate one block it's one like block. block ramp yeah, yeah. so that, exactly that's not going anywhere <laughs> yeah it's not going anywhere so i felt that was good so mm-hmm. uh m2 screws just because the trs jack um has really small diameter mounting holes so you're going to want to use those m2 screws and again i just tapped the, uh, the screw holes with the screws themselves. That ended up working OK. And then at this point, we're going to want to um, solder in um, these. Uh, I'm using the three-pin Pico Blade cable because mm-hmm. they're, they're really low profile. And um, you're going to want to be able to disconnect it when you're closing um, the, the two halves of the guitar. Uh, and this one's used for the interrupt pins. So it, it needs those interrupt pins. Uh, to interrupt the code when you're twisting the knobs because you're going to be playing a note and you want to be able to use an interrupt uh, to like change the note on the fly. So that's how it's working. It's using those interrupt pins. And then uh, we'll attach the other corresponding connector to the feather using the digital pins. Connect them together. And then at this point, we're going to start attaching things. So we're going to plug in the StemAQT cable uh, from the daisy-chained components uh, to the onboard stem um port, which is awesome. I'm so glad that this feather has that. All the feathers are starting to have that, which is really nice. So that gets plugged in. And then um, we'll just make sure that um, we're going to get a ground um, from the strum switch to one of the available ground pins on the breakouts. And then we're going to connect the button with the with the two JST connectors, the Pico blade one and the PH Connector, I'll get plugged in. Then we're going to start screwing things into the screw block terminal of the Feather prop maker. So we'll start off with the strum switches, and then the NeoPixel, then the TRS jack, which is the speaker, but also the jack. And then we're going to connect the battery. We're going to secure that into place. We'll plug in the battery to the battery port on the Feather. And now we can start closing it up. Um, it's kind of hard to get this photo, right? But you can yeah. kind of see how my wires are, you know, I, I could have probably used some, would you say, electrical tape? It's electrical tape, yeah. So would you, say, it with, it you stretch it you stretch it so that it's, like, nice and, like, it gets thinner. Oh, yeah. And then you cut that off, a little piece of it, and when you put it on the, your tape, you, like, wind it up in there, it, like, starts to, like, unstretch. So it, like, pulls it and makes it taut. So it oh, like, man. Like, shrinks it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, so if you're a neat freak, you definitely go, go that. You're gonna need it for just <clears> throat> for throat> coiling up the wires and moving that out of the way of the strum and like putting them underneath the uh, the NeoPixel stick. So when you're the wires that come off the neck, you want to like uh, route them underneath the NeoPixel yep. stick. Yeah. Or you like, can you could also hot glue it in place oh, yeah, if yeah. you want. Uh, I mean, if you have to debug and like open it up, it could be a little problematic. So, yeah, Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I didn't like I wanted everything to be still modular. Mm -hmm. Um, But whatever route you go, be very careful with the wires. Make sure they're out of the way of the strum mechanism because I ran into that. Um, And just, you know, massage it as you're closing it, you know, just kind of use some tweezers to kind of move wires in there as you're closing Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, um, even at, like on the last close, push them out of the way so they're man. not getting stuck on the lip part. Yeah, I got them pinching too at some points. It's like, oh man, even so when be before, that- yeah, even before getting the screws in, I would take the screwdriver and push it all the way through to make sure that it's like like not hitting a screw mm-hmm. or a, cable, a standoff, a standoff. Yeah, a cable mm-hmm. that like got in the middle of the standoff. So right, like poke all of your holes and make sure there's no wires in the way. Yeah, so you don't like screw it right into your wire. <laughs> yeah exactly but once you got that then we're gonna use a bunch of screws eight of them to really really secure the two halves together like um the last um guitar project had snap fits and that tends to fall apart yeah. a lot of the times so i really yeah, wanted yeah well something to... as big as that with weight on it it mm-hmm. will perform it's just something about like the neck putting pressure on the neck and the body that like mm-hmm. just snap fits it open so that's why i wanted to avoid snap fits on the main body mm-hmm. but i still have snap fits you know for the speaker cover and the neck yeah, yeah, just, yeah. like i'm saying it's the weight i, I believe really is the, the weight. weight on it yeah mm-hmm. the weight and the pressure being applied to it so um now we're going to install these kale switches do you want them clicky do you want them silent it's up to mm-hmm. you um i think there's also low profile ones not the chalk ones because chalks just have a different pin okay. layout mm-hmm. but there are like some gatter switches that I wanted to try out but I didn't get enough time Mm -hmm. to try those out but other way um, you can pick your flavor (laughs) of kale and um, you'll want to install the neck cover first there's only one way to put it because it's like slightly being uh, tapered so Mm -hmm. just snap fit on and then be very careful when you snap fit uh, the key switches into the key slots Um, I actually turned it on I have the the guitar on when I'm Attaching and press fitting the key switches because then I know that it's actually working right. Mm -hmm. But if you go straight down, it's gonna the 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 pins won't bend, so that's good. But if they do bend, which I have done, you can always bend them with some Mm -hmm. uh, take the pliers, yeah, the the needle nose pliers and Mm -hmm. sort of flatten them out. Yep. We have these really nice um, DSA, I think they're called uh, key caps that are translucent, so it really lets the the light shine through, the neopixels shine through. Um, so you just press fit those in, and they look. Like, uh, those are good. That's pretty much it. You want to turn it on with the uh, the on off button, and make sure that the the audio mode is going through the speaker, and the strum mode is turned off or on depending on how you want to play it. And that's kind of the whole build. You could always plug it in through USB um, to to debug it to make sure everything's working. I have this little cheat sheet with an overlay annotations yeah. of like all the various. You know, modes. So you have volume, LFO rate, and the octaves, the audio mode, strum mode, the on and off switch. So just a little breakdown here of the usage. And then of course accelerometer, which is you know, turning it up and down. And that is the whole learn guide. It took the whole intense, show. It's it huge. And it's so yeah. big, man. Yeah, Definitely a expert level <laughs> build. That's why we labeled it, it we said expert. Mm-hmm. The, the battery has lasted this entire time. So, right. It's been two weeks or something like that. I've not switched these out yet. And sure. both the kids have been sitting there playing with it nonstop. We filmed all of the footage with it. Like, it's still going. And they're just the rechargeable Amazon uh, AA batteries. Yeah, these are the same ones. Super easy to recharge <laughs> I <get> that raspiness. <laughs> yeah so i i did change the waveform oh, line mine right. to a sawtooth and a sawtooth is what it sounds like it's like rahm. so i'm guessing that version what would it, next one be version three or version four right the next Iteration of this is going to have a little screen so you can go between all the different. Go through the patches, yeah. Right, exactly. yeah, that could be yeah. a really fun one, yeah. Because I was thinking that the whole time you're look going through the code, showing what you can switch over to. And like, Oh wow! There was a screen on there with another little, you know, yep. uh, rotary button to push in and change what mode you're in. Yeah, that would be really cool. Uh, Logical next version upgrade, I guess. Yep. Um, oh, one thing too, um, when you're for storage and stuff. I kept laying mine down and yep. it would mess with the neck. So don't lay it down flat like that because of the way the, the neck goes down. Um, lay it down on the side. It is really fine. Yeah, because otherwise you're applying pressure on the neck part because of where the speaker is. See, it's not completely flat. And it actually goes lower than what this is. So I would, when you're placing it you know, on the table or whatever for storage, always okay. have it sideways. Yep. Or um like a like there's guitar um stands as well. Or a like man. a little one for like, a lady better. would work well. That would be because the design doesn't really stand up like this. No, no. But uh what I have is a Skaddish IKEA pegboard. Ah, yeah, yeah. And I have my own like little hanger thing. Mm. So if you want to, you know, make your own, you can hang it like a real guitar would be hung. So yeah. like, it's basically just like a little hook and it just sits in like that. Um yeah. <laughs> Someone says that yep. they're going to work on building their guitar, and they want to add a Thurman in the neck. Oh, wow. <laughs> that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, we just like key switches. They're they're fun. They're really yeah, nice yeah. To, to click, to press. That's one on YouTube it's, uh, saying, good idea, but for why? <laughs> it's, out the it's, to the showcase. Yeah, it's to the showcase, showcase, you know, so making higher. your own instrument. Yeah, um, it's the, the programming that all the developers made on there to show off the, the music and then the different form factors. And then I don't know what toy you can buy that could do this for the kids. You know. Yeah, you know, there they, isn't really uh, as a USB drive. There's you like that could program it. There's that puppy guitar, you know, but it, it, it's it's not like a real synthesizer. <laughs> you can't plug it into the computer and right. look at the code. <laughs> right. You can't open it and like add stuff. You can't open up the 3D file and add another thing or change it around. That's the why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, why? Because we want to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do we have enough time to run through? Oh, yeah. Quick. Uh, uh, quick. What we're prototyping, it's going to be a slimmed down version of that SynthIO uh, in the theme of Freddy Fazbear or Five Nights of Freddy. It's yep. the little Faz wrench. So this is just going to be a little slim down uh, synth little guy, I guess. So pushing the buttons, it'll like activate some sort of sound, and then you have the little scroll wheel, the uh, character LCD display on there with the uh, Stemma little backpack on there. It's going to make it so enjoyable to use. And the uh, of course prop maker will go off the side, so you can just plug that guy right in. And then little speakers and some neopixels in here to give you, I guess, some sort of Animation on when you're pushing, making your little buttons. The antennas will come out of here. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I wanted to make this little grip into like a button, but the kid's like, nah, I don't need that. So, oh, really? whatever. <laughs> it simplifies building it. But, yep, yeah. that's what it looks like there. It yep. is the tool that is used in the video game for uh, unlocking doors. Yeah, like plugs into these like TVs. <laughs> yeah. So, there you go. It's like wow. the uh, main plot device for the video game. Yeah. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> this is uh, the. Fandom.com. Here's a photo of, I guess, somebody who yeah. had it as a promotional item yeah. for whatever, e- you know, game thing. Mm-hmm. That's that kind of cool. So cool. The cover in the back there. It looks yeah. really cool. It looks nice and weathered and stuff. Yeah. Um, so. So there's some vinyl stickers or something on there. Yeah. So it's a tool used uh, from Frasbear Technicians at the Pizza Plex. It, uh, it's like a thing to, to open doors and solve puzzles. It's pretty cool. Um, we we want to make it so that it's like a little kind of like a little synthesizer I think it'd be cool to play different patterns um and then the screen will display the pattern that you're playing scroll wheel will let you mm-hmm. change the patterns and then the buttons can be used to turn it on turn it off so yeah i'm gonna definitely lean on you for what a synthesizer like this should do <laughs> like right. yeah Explain to Liz the code mm-hmm. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, it's like a so like I, I got the idea. Like you can you can you're gonna design the case and make it all nice and mm-hmm. buildable. Yeah, I think uh, one of the things that Gavin said though, when you were talking about uh having the display show what like patch you're on or whatever, mm-hmm. when it goes into like after I don't know like a minute or so like idle mode, if there's a way to do that, just have it say yeah, uh, so. nodes left. I guess that's the thing in the video game. Oh, okay. So tying that in, that in. Game yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Nodes left. N-O-D-E-S. Nodes hmm. left. Yeah. Okay. I guess like, how many doors you have to open. I don't know. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch it. I haven't played the game, but I'll watch a... Idea either. I'll, I'll probably watch a YouTube video of someone explaining and using the device, and then we'll try to maybe gamify it a little bit where um, yeah. it, it, it kind of matches the game. I wouldn't go too complex. With no, Just put but... Button, oh, no. mod wheel... Display play audio, yeah. Do a little new pixel animation for the button being pushed, yeah. Okay, yep. So that is in the works, it's on the dock. All right, cool. And then, real quick, jumping over to the community makes, yep. Nice time lapse camera, uh, yeah. This week's time lapse Tuesday, it's a boat. Gonna be on point with uh, everybody's like in One Piece, the live action adaptation. Oh, I didn't even load my camera. <laughs> I'm showing it off right here. Okay, let's take this, a is uh so this is I guess their first or their second boat that they come up with. Really? Uh um, I thought it was yeah, their first boat. I think it's their second. The first boat I think was uh um, Nami's, when she stole. <laughs> but I don't know if that's you know. Oh. Directly I haven't out. seen the anime. I've only seen the, the, the live-action, so no, to no, me, it's crazy. their first one. That's all I've seen, the live-action. Um, yeah, the first <laughs> one they have was some boat that Nami stole. Remember? It sinks. <laughs> then they find Usopp, and they get this oh, Going Merry, which is model after the that one dude that gets uh, swiped, a <laughs> <The> goat guy. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, so it's uh just painted and then drawn in with some... uh uh, sharpie markers yeah uh, and uh it's supposed to be a planter so take out this fake uh, succulent and you can see that it has little uh, holes for drainage and excellent little model like this was free and the designer here arvin uh he says that he did not print this i thought this was a print this is just oh, a render the render renders, All these are just renders uh-huh. yeah I was looking at it, going, "Oh man, that's some really good weathering on that the uh, wood." (laughs) Yeah, it's a good wonder. So it has not tested it out. Yeah, we'll have to post a make because no one's made it yet. Yeah, I know. I need to post it. Yeah, yeah. So Henry uh, Tavares uh, modeled it up. Oh, it's got the little guns too, the little cannons. Yeah, yeah. Detail. A lot of detail, and it's uh, a much detail. It prints in one piece get the joke <laughs> i the joke yeah I so it drainage holes very nice very nice drainage hole drainage holes yeah. Couple uh, cool thing about this course. um yeah we load up good thing you put up the video at least yeah what's up the one i want to show off is oh is it gonna play yes is it playing i don't see it playing it is stuck oh no I wanted to show off the tree supports, finally used tree supports. Now, it was the only way to get the uh, least amount of material and just the top part of his little chinny chin right here and all of the underneath the, um, I don't know what this is called on ships. <laughs> Did an excellent <laughs> job of uh, getting the tree supports inside all of these tiny little um, inner- underside of that. Is it all right, play? here goes. There it goes, yeah. Yeah, you can see the uh, tree supports here. I keep trying to use it because I see everybody using it. Me too. And for this instance, it finally worked the best instead of the default ones. Mm-hmm. See yeah, how it's like going around underneath the uh, the horns. Yeah, so I was able to catch all of that. Sweet. But yeah, the tree supports definitely was awesome. That's great. I think I did like uh, for the density on it. It was I think like zero percent for the density of the tree supports they came off wow. really good very nice I'm using it on more stuff yeah usually, sometimes like it just doesn't sure. make sense like in terms of the print time and the way that it's trying to generate them um the default supports usually work just as well but for this one this particular one it was really good yeah. I'll be, uh checking it out more are you gonna put a real plant in it um I thought my plants are too enjoy. big. Right. <laughs> yeah. Every single him. one of them are way bigger than this now. Like it even my, um, <laughs> my pinguiculeras, which is kind of looks like a succulent. Yeah. It's a gigatine. So you could tell by the name, Giga. <laughs> it's oh, like, <laughs> it's got big roots. It's already big. No, it doesn't have big roots. The leaves are just big. Oh, right. It's, it's a carnivorous plant. So you touch it, and, like all the leaves are sticky. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to really mess with it. <laughs> yeah. It's a cool little device uh, or planter slash. Yeah. Organized little... desk organizer. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. That's your phone in there. Or yeah, yeah. Nice little model. Excellent job. Yeah, free, free on free. Thingiverse. Yes. Shout out to Henry. Really good modeling. All oh, right, yeah, yeah. we got four minutes. So I'm gonna run through the rest of the community makes. First up, it is still Halloween season. It's about to be yeah. I know. It's about February. to actually be. Yeah. Uh, so michael d posted up his make of the pumpkin oh. skull remix that we did with led oh, nice. eyes looking good very very good model there um yep so it looks really good and after that we have an iphone 13 pro oh. case printed in uh i think flexible material oh man i feel bad i didn't do the 15 this year really i'm yeah, sure every year well. we do one this year, I actually just bought a case. <laughs> yeah, this is a TPU material. Yeah. So you you're go. definitely going to need the this breathable type of case, though. Oh, yeah. The, going the, going the, forward. <laughs> okay. After that, oh, yeah, that was posed by David Phillip, Oyster. Awesome. after that, we got a heat press from Martin on printables. Hey. They're enjoying their uh, heat press insert rig. Nice. Looks really nice in oh, orange and the black. Uh, Aluminum extrusion looks really good. Wow. Uh, if folks don't know, this helps you uh, do uh, really nice uh, heat press inserts or heat set inserts rather mm-hmm. using these uh, heat set inserts. Yeah, it makes it nice yeah. and straight because after a while of doing these, <laughs> you're going to start to get a little crooked. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And then the last one this week is a Nefertiti bust. What? Looks like they got their kid nice. uh, working on uh, helping them take it off the bed. Uh, Prints it upside down (laughs) oh yeah which i haven't seen yet but works well for the chin yeah so that's a good idea i haven't actually tried that (laughs) printed upside down with no supports only issue was the top uh of the Mm -hmm. ear. okay very nice and that is all this week's uh community makes thank you everybody for posting your makes very awesome and we got a couple of um Fun gifts, guitars, <laughs> guitars, guitars, all the guitars. Thanks, Yanni. Maybe maybe that'll be version what would be version four? Yeah. Having multiple necks. Multiple necks. Yanni's saying that each neck has a different profile for it. So one can be a bass, one can be a guitar. Uh, it's like, oh yeah. okay, that makes that makes sense. All good ideas. <laughs> yeah. Make it in the sonic shape <laughs> with the spikes. Yeah, it's cool. Uh-huh. Very cool. All right. Well, don't forget, coupon code today is synth guitar. We'll get you uh, 10% off anything like the prop maker feather, which is back in stock. Okay. Oh, oh, man. I was scared. <laughs> I, was, yeah, I, know. I was like, it's been out for two weeks. I know. Because of the way the, I don't like, um, like reuse, when I have a board for like the photos and stuff, I usually have one in different rooms and I thought I was out, but I went around and collect them all. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I need to grab them for this next. PAL 9000 project that I'm still mm, yeah, working yeah. on. I need to order more before I run out. Yeah. I want some ice cream. Time for ice cream. Every time it goes by here, like we miss it. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, you'll get it. It's still hot out there. Uh, what is it right now? 83. Yeah, it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> Up here, it's 62. So it's been like 72 in like seventy two in the morning? morning. Oh really? Yeah, it was like sixty five for like two days. Mm-hmm. It's so much different up here. Hmm. I said so much different up here. It's like sixty two throughout the whole day with the sun. It is so humid. Eighty yeah. <laughs> percent. <laughs> yeah, it's actually fall. It really does feel like fall. Right. Okay. All right. Um. What other cool stuff? Everybody's doing good. Tonight we have show and tell. Um potential hosts, Lamar and Phil, backup hosts, Liz Clark. She'll be hosting if uh PT and Lamar need the help. I think Ask an Engineer is back this week. Was Did it last it? week? I think it was. Yes, it was. Okay. Yeah, so it's on tonight. Seven thirty PM Eastern time for show and tell. Eight PM Eastern time for Ask an Engineer. John Park is back this week. He's got his workshop tomorrow on Thursday. I didn't alpha channels on here yeah we can do alpha channels for sure huh, yeah. um friday is scott's or tim dives put yeah, both of them in there <laughs> in yeah, the low window yeah <laughs> that'd be funny yeah no i mean yeah. i guess scott could yeah, be the blinker blink. a... <laughs> <laughs> all right um let's see I think next week we'll be working on the projects still. Yeah. I'll probably have to put together another countdown. Halloween yeah. Projects. Or I could, I kind of want to do one. Well, you my favorite me? Halloween projects, so I'll do it. Okay. Yeah. This what this time it'll be like not time lapses, but like, uh, you know, like Halloween projects, like a really yeah. like, stone and, you know, whatever other, it's, it's a good reminder of like, what what did we do in the past year? Yeah, I'll go, <laughs> uh do all the old ones so we're not like doesn't feel like we're recycling the stuff from last year right super old ones (laughs) right like the like the bioshock little sister syringe exactly yeah um what else helmets there's a lot man death punk helmets 10 years of it yeah all right well that's gonna do it for us folks thanks everybody for joining we'll see you folks I think later tonight on Show and Tell. If not, we'll see you next week. Until then, remember to make a great day. Bye, folks. See you next week. Woo!